Syria Ah fans everywhere. From our nation's capital, this is Cool of America. Welcome back, Curve Americans and Podcast Paisani, to another episode of Curve America. I am your host, Tad Burns, joined once again by the Prince of Potomac, Maryland, Marco Charla. How's it going, Marco? Pretty good, man, but, you know, I always tell people I'm from Rockville, Potomac. You know, I don't like people judging like that. Yeah, your mom is a real housewife. She's an absolute nightmare. Just joking, Fulvia, you're my favorite. Chris Ross is out adulting once again this week, but Marco and I are here to help you download week 11 of the Serie A. I don't know what Chris is up to this week. I think he got summoned to jury duty for El Chapo. Who knows? <laughs> but this week in the Serie A, Juventus played a professional Serie A soccer game that resulted in another three points. The Medicis of Fiorentina played the Caesars of Rome in the Medici- Medicis versus Caesars Bowl ends in a disappointing draw. Inter tell Genoa to go pick a branch off the whooping tree and take what's coming to them. Milan chalk up another win, but the Rhino could be put out to pasture. OTFR hand out a beatdown of Spall, and Walter Mazzari, a.k.a. Dustin Baldwin, increases Torino's unbeaten streak to six on the back of a long overdue Belotti brace. Everyone out there, be sure to follow us on social media. You know the biggins, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're found wherever podcasts are found. Please subscribe. And on Apple Podcasts, go out there and rate and comment. Please give us five stars. If you give us four stars, we're going to have to go to VAR and change it to five. But first, Marco, have you seen these email leaks about the so-called a Super League uh, where basically the top teams in Europe are considering uh, breaking off and having a 16-team Super League uh, that would include include all the usual suspects. Um, you'd get your Manchester United's, your Barcelona's, your Real Madrid's, your you know your your Bayern's, your Liverpool's. Italy would look to be represented by uh, Juventus, Milan, Inter, and Roma. I don't know, man. Are 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 you feeling the idea of a Super League? Eh, not too excited about it. You know, I think our podcast is is pretty much built off the little teams. Uh, those are the ones with the interesting stories, and they, they ultimately are the heart of each league. You know what I mean? Like, you look at some of these teams that are playing in these tiny stadiums, and last year you had players, people watching uh, Juventus, you know, come to Crotone. They were watching outside of the hospital window that was overlooking the stadium. I mean, that's the Ita- most Italian thing ever. That's what we love. We love seeing uh, Sampdoria's uh, crazy president uh, with his long flowing hair and his and his wild remarks. Like these, these are the kind of things that add flavor to the league. And if it was just, you know, basically Champions League Part Two. How could uh, Ronaldo be scoring 400 goals uh, across all leagues? You know, he needs to beat up on the minnows sometimes too. So that there's another aspect to it that I think people secretly enjoy. Yeah, you know, I hate hate to always agree with you, but I'm on this one. I think we get a super league. You see, you know, soccer uh, uh, globally kind of changes. You know, it. You'll see some of these smaller teams basically fade off into irrelevance. Um, I would not mind if that happened to OTFR, and you know what? I think I could go 
every weekend without you know having to watch Empoli play. But I agree. I mean, some of the most fun things that you're ever going to see are, you know, a team like Spall park the bus, uh, you know, against the onslaught of a team like Inter. And, uh, you know, to be able to see the wild and crazy Serie A coaches uh, smoking cigarettes on the sideline or if we're going to go to the Bundesliga, sticking their fingers in their butts, then smelling them. Um, so, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not too hot on this Super League idea. I think that, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We have the Champions League already. Um, which is going to be a revolving door of the top teams where you can, you know, have some Cinderella's, you know, watching Roma finish in the in the bottom half of the Super League every year as the rich clubs get richer um, and, you know, the poor clubs get poorer. I, I, I'm not feeling that. I think that uh, I think that the provincial nature of, of Calcio in, in the Serie A makes it way more exciting. For sure. So it. I am definitely a little flattered that Roma's in the conversation here. I feel like we're, it's a little undeserving, but I'll take it. Yeah, when I, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, really?" It's like it's like when you you know people are like, "Hey, you go to that party," and you're like, "Hell no, man! I'm not going to that, man!" You know, because you didn't get invited. But then you find out you get invited, and you're like, "Okay, you know, I'll, I'll swing by." Uh, to be just to be just the it's just an honor to be nominated. Well, neither of us get. Give our vote yes for the Super League. But speaking of votes, tomorrow across the United States, we have the big midterm elections. And being in the DMV where uh, we have uh, the District of Columbia and two states giving elections, uh, having elections going on right now for you know local races, uh, the Senate and, and the House of Representatives, I got to ask, man, you get to exercise you know, the franchise tomorrow, but how much are you looking forward to not seeing any more campaign ads? Getting sick of it, man. Getting sick of it. Like I was telling you earlier, I barely even know where I live anymore uh, because we are right in the middle of it all. We're seeing Northern Virginia campaign ads in Maryland and and you know Montgomery County, and then you see D.C. and it's like, who am I voting for? Where where do I live again? Uh, but it's a little bit exhausting. Um, I'm just ready to listen to something else on my early morning podcasts outside of the city. Yeah college of podcasts yeah i i do i'm gonna miss like the chippy shade being thrown around there there are some pretty hilarious uh, attacks uh, attack ads out this year um you know i knew how i was gonna vote for like months ago so it'd be nice to get it out of the way and, and you know hopefully uh, have have more of a, a collegial atmosphere in the united states going forward uh which is probably not going to happen but i will say this I know more about Barbara Comstock than I probably do Marie Antoinette, so uh, uh, or at least all the negative things about her. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that to end. But without further ado, Marco, we're going to go into round 11 of the Serie A. We'll start off with the Serie A six, and the first game up is the game um, that uh, you slunk away and weren't able to watch with Roma Club DC. We have Fiorentina versus Roma, the Medici Caesar. Uh, this one finished one one. And I have to say that Roma these days are waking up in their neighbor's doghouse because they're sleepwalking through the season. Uh, meanwhile, Fiorentina have racked up their third straight 1-1 draw, and i just got to think they're probably going to hire Ben Stein to be the spokesperson for their beer, Uno Eki, where he says, I don't always eat when I drink beer, but when I do, I eat dry toast. <laughs> we get goals in this one from uh, Jordan Vertout, who gets a PK, controversial PK, and Alessandro Florenzi and Fiorentina State University. I don't know, man. I, 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 
It looks like they decided to field their swimming and diving team against Roma in this one. Uh, Simeone and Chiesa just just doing the swan dive as much as possible in this game, and a controversial penalty was awarded Diego Simeone after it appears that first he was offside and second pulled the Olympic dive. Uh, you know, Marco, what are your thoughts? Was, do you think this is a penalty? Do you think that uh, that that FSU deserved to get the uh, uh, the shot from the stripe? You know, every once in a while, the VAR really misses. And uh, I think this one was clear. Uh, he obviously sold it. He, like, kicked uh, Olsen in the head as he was coming down to, like, try to catch him for the trip. I mean, between this one and the one that Kieva got, Kievo, uh, Chiesa got a couple weeks back, you're starting to wonder if, uh, if the VAR is turning a blind eye to that uh, Viola jersey. Um, but I'll tell you what, they got to stop the diving because the only person who can dive like that in this league is Jekyll. And they need to ask permission if they're going to be diving like that around Roma. Yeah, Chiesa is definitely moving to the forefront of Serie A's top simulation sensations. Um, it seems like, you know, he has the uh, electric charge uh, taped firmly to his testicles and somebody hits it and he, you know, shakes and flops and goes down. Uh, but it pays off for him in this one. And, uh, you know, when people throw the shade on the dive in the Serie A, even though it goes against Roma in this one, I do find it to be one of the most hilarious things in all of international sport. Uh, but Roma with the 1-1. I mean, Roma fans, the, the temperature is being turned up as high as, as the midterm elections here in the United States. I think they're, they're ready for a, a Trump campaign rally where all we do instead of hating on a caravan is, is on the Roma front office. Um, you know, it, you know, it took the Roman Florenzi to save us a point in this one, but the fans were so angry that they beelined it down the train station, hurled insults at Monchi and Pelota in the front office. Um, you know, we've seen these frustrations before, but the interesting wrinkle in this one is reports are coming out that Manchester United, PSG, Barcelona, and Atletico Madrid are all lining up to uh, uh, get the signature of Monchi to come and do whatever it is that Monchi does, um, sell Lionel Messi in order to pick up uh, a 19-year-old kid he finds in the, in the deep Amazon. You know, uh, do you think that this, uh, this Monchi craze amongst these top four clubs is, is deserved uh, for what basically Monchi's pedigree has been so far at Roma? I mean, so far he's done very well. Obviously at Sevilla he, he really, you know, pulled some uh, – some rabbits out of the hat uh, and he's getting the most out of these young players that nobody really expects much out of but yeah I mean the question is can this guy go to a big club you know where all of a sudden you're wheeling and dealing superstars as opposed to um, you know probably second play second tier superstars uh, with all due respect to Nangle and Strootman you know I mean he tosses those players around sure he gets bargains on them uh, just as they're coming into their twilight. Uh, but again, I don't know. You know, He needs to prove himself a little bit more before we start talking about big clubs like this. Roma, on the other hand, nine, ninth place right now, 16 points, uh, five out of fourth place. I mean, ultimately, I'm, I'm staying a little optimistic here. You know, we do have a young squad. I'm liking some of the things I see even in the Fiorentina game. Uh, and then I definitely don't like those lulls that we get into. Um, but the eye needs to be on the prize. There's no way we should be expecting anything uh, greater than the Champions League berth. So, you know, as long as we stay within touching distance and then we do something interesting in Champions League, I think that's a win for this season. 
Yeah, I mean, we're we're talking what you know over over twenty games left to go in this season, so it's still super early. Um, but you know, Roma and yeah, still striking distance, still five points away. Uh, you know, from that that fourth spot um, in the Champions League. But I think at this point, it's going to be them battling OTFR and AC Milan for that fourth spot, and they need to be kicking it into gear sometime soon. I think the solace that we can take as Roma fans. Um, is that people are still showing up for Roma Club Washington, D.C., even with these poor results that we've been getting lately. But, too, I mean, like, can we play less inspired? Uh, you know, we the, the last two games, I mean, we've really kind of hung on for dear life to try and salvage a point. At some point, we have to, uh, uh, we have to you know, kick it into another gear and see if we can rattle off, you know, five, six wins in a row that will put us firmly in the top four. Um, but I don't know if that's if that's going to come post uh, an EDF firing. I see that Pioli, sorry, not Pioli, uh, Souza is out there waiting in the wings, saying like, "I would love to coach Roma." You know, he's out there on comment threads uh, on, on you know on, on Roma websites, you know, t- sharpening his pitchfork uh, to have to get EDF out of there because I think that you know we're already looking uh, uh, for who the possible replacement would be. But I, I agree with you, Marco. I think that uh, uh, it sucks right now, but like a lot of these players, all they can do is improve. And I think just a little bit more gelling um, and not having to rely so much on our Romans, we should be pretty good. Well, the other you know saving grace is that Florenzi finally found a, a, a decent barber shop in Rome, and I have to look at his like his pubic hair on his face any longer. Um, Looks like he's cleaned up and he's getting in goals. So maybe maybe this is the rise of, of Florenzi at this moment of the season, and he's going to come up and emerge as a leader uh, once again uh, in the absence of DDR. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting just getting pretty tired of seeing that Cosmo Kramer wig he's got going on right now. The the Italian Lyle love it. Uh, but moving on to our second game of the week, uh, we have Inter uh, takes Genoa down five zero. Marco, this is your game. Yeah. And uh, look, Inter absolutely punish Genoa and Coach Ivan the Terrible. Is there a more animated coach uh, in the Serie A, Ivan Juric, uh, on on some on uh, Genoa? I mean, every time you see something bad happen in the game, you really feel for the team, uh, and you also like kind of turns you into a, a Genoa um, fan for a quick second because you just see how demoralized he is. I, I don't know. I kind of love it. That's what we were talking about earlier, man. Who, where are we going to find Ivan the Terrible? You know, what are we? Gonna, is he going to be coaching Chelsea in the Super League? No. So we need we need this uh, Super League to stay far, far away. Uh, but but I, really, I love the Inter kind of rest Icardi for this game. Uh, they're on a roll right now, and they look to be like if you can say that there's a challenger uh, in the league right now to Juventus. They're six points back. Uh, but they are the team in form. And uh, again, Martinez, uh, he starts the game. He plays pretty well, doesn't score. Uh, in fact, everyone scores except him. And again, the point is that Icardi, who's been the man uh, past couple games, I think they're saving him for that Barca game. Um, you know, I think Wanda right now massaging him uh, on the sidelines, getting him all hyped up. And. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. As they say in, in Italian, uh, se lo stanno giocando in the Champions League, 
um, because this game would definitely be a massive step forward in securing a berth to the group stage. They don't have to win because Tottenham only has one point, but Inter, you know, they they have a wild month coming up after this this uh, this Barca game. So you know, I think right now they're really focused on doing well in the Champions League, and nobody really thinks that they're going to take on Juventus. So this is Inter's moment to shine. Yeah, and this one, man, they laid a beat down, man. They beat Genoa like Whitey Bulger in prison. Uh, you know, just an absolute smoking in this one. And it's good to see uh, uh, Gagliardini, who we had high hopes for two years ago when he took the big transfer to Inter, um, you know, as kind of being that new fresh crop of, uh, of the young Italian stars. And the midfielder is actually kind of disappointed um, in, the, in the past couple of years and was even, I think he's even still left off the Champions League squad. Um, you know, he gets uh, uh, he gets on the score sheet, has a brace in this one. And Joe Mario, who two years ago with that direct disastrous transfer window um, with Gabi Gol, who look out, has been uh, uh, ripping it up in South America as of late, um, you know, has, has kind of had a little little bit of a rebirth and looking towards the Champions League. I love Spalletti. He has the most useless quote ever, and I got to throw it out there because, uh, in, you know, in the in the true spirit of Chris Ross not being around, he says, "Looking to Barcelona, that they need to pay play a one hundred percent to be able to beat Barcelona." <laughs> well, look, uh, Inter, like I said, three wins in a row in Serie A, and it's three shutouts. So it's not just uh, the goal scoring prowess right now that's coming to the forefront. They're playing the 4 3 3. Spalletti loves the formation. And again, players like Gian Mario and Gagliardini playing well. Um, I think it all the focus has to be on this Barcelona game uh, with a no Messi, it looks like. Uh, so it should be very interesting. In the Sancido, which props to the Sancido and the Interfaithful, they have the highest uh, average attendance. Uh, out of any team in the league right now. Uh, and so, you know, I think they're going to come in with a ton of energy. Genoa, send out the search party. I think Piotek uh, must ha- have a real attitude because he doesn't start this game. And, uh, you know, with his goal-scoring record, you start to scratch your head and say, well, what is going on here? Like, it's Genoa. It's not like you can afford to be leaving a uh, monster like that on the bench. But... Apparently, uh, Ivan the Terrible just decides that uh, he's he's not going to be putting up with any of Piatek's, uh, you know, little... Uh, Goal score? Yeah. He's not, he doesn't want to put up with his, his phenomenal play? I guess. Or maybe, he's, like yeah, I said, I mean, he's got some toot or something, but he sits him on the bench for this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's two explanations behind Piatek's kind of recent fall in form. One, I picked him up on my fantasy team. Um, and me being 39 out of 39 teams in the uh, Curve America Fantasy League, uh, that's, of course, what's going to happen. And two, just kind of the bizarre firing of Balliardini um, earlier in the year when Genoa was actually performing better than they were at this point last year. And, you know, Piatek had, had that, that just insane start. You know, apparently Ivan the Terrible doesn't know how to pull it out of him. But at some point, you got to think that, hey, look, you know, uh, Piatek can't be the vanilla ice of the Serie A. He's got he's got to have a follow up hit. We don't want him going out and, and going out uh, after being kind of a flash in the pan. Yeah, for sure. I think he'll come back though. I mean, still top uh, of the goal scoring charts just goes to show you. I mean, and even when he came in, he was dangerous. So you know, Piatek. We'll see uh, what happens in that January transfer window. For now, 
Genoa, hold your head uh, up high. You got a nice player. Uh, but if he goes, oh, man, you're starting to teeter there. You're in 13th right now. Um, you know, but again, luckily, the the relegation zone is deep. Well, OTF Genoa takes a cool low blast in this one. Moving on, we shoot back up to the top of the table. We have Juventus versus the Iron Golden State Juventus versus the Iron Island of Cagliari. This one finishes 3-1. And the uh, the old lady increased their Syria unbeaten streak to uh, before Sorrentino was born. Um, and it was a valiant effort against the Iron of Cagliari in this one. But they're just, at the end of the day, a no match for uh, for Juventus. And Juventus celebrates uh, last week their 121 years of being Juventus. Um, only uh, three or four of those years they didn't. Uh, cheat like crazy, but uh, they celebrate 121 years, and then CR7 celebrates having scored 400 goals across all competitions in Europe in a Juventus jersey. I mean, how high is Juventus flying right now? Most people are picking them for the Champions League favorite. They're waxing teams left and right in the Serie A, outside of funny, funny OTF Genoa. But I mean, you have the team that show up, you know, like at the 25-year high school reunion, and they look better than they did back when they were prom king. You're like, dude, I hope these guys got fat and bald and their nose grew seven, you know, seven inches out past their face. And, you know, they got a snaggle tooth and the, uh, the, the halitosis is set in. But no, they come in riding a golden steed uh, with an eight pack bursting through there. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, is, is there a what are the other teams in Europe that you would even consider the, the pedigree as you look how high uh, Juventus is flying right now. I don't even know right now. I did see a, an Instagram post that showed uh, the recent winners of uh, of the Champions League is obviously Real Madrid the last three. Before that was Barca, then Real Madrid, and then Bayern. And, uh, you know, I couldn't help, of course, but to think of uh, Ronnie from the Jersey Shore. This guy's coming into Juve, uh, fresh out of uh, four out of the last five years winning champions league and so obviously they're that juventus is going to be the favorites here uh and he's uh he seems pretty well lubed machine right now they're going to be playing manchester in uh juventus so it's going to be an interesting uh night to see how pogba is received by the juventus crowd i have a feeling they're going to receive him very well and he's going to be making his way back to juve at some point uh but yeah i mean i i juve you said it yourself they're flying so high, I don't even know what else to say about that. Well, hopefully, like Icarus, they don't get too close to the sun, uh, except for when they're playing Roma, then burn them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I still can't get over Ronaldo in a Juventus jersey. It's just, it, it takes their visibility and their, I, I guess, just overall global credibility just to a, a complete other, other level. The only other really news I can manufacture out of this week is Benatia is looking to pull the dip from Juventus in January because basically Juventus is so deep at the back, their bench could excavate Atlantis. Um, you know, I mean, it, would they even miss him? I mean, it, if we have to talk about Juventus doing whatever, Benatia, if he leaves in January, how long before you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's right, Benatia, who had an excellent season last year. Oh, yeah, he, he used to play at Juventus. Yeah. And and they would probably bring in somebody like uh, you know Hummels, uh, somebody somebody who has just got super high pedigree just to to fill in there. Everybody wants to go to Juve right now, but let's stop talking about them, man. I'm getting sick over here. 
Yeah, I mean, another Juventus win at this point is surprising as Victoria Beckham not being part of the Spice Girls reunion. So we'll, we'll, we'll move it on. Marco, our next game is one of yours. Uh, Udinese versus AC Milan. Milan pulls out this one, 1-0 one, at the death. Yeah, the cardiac capitano, and he's ripping the hearts out of those Milan fans' uh, shirts right now because he saves Milan in consecutive weeks to put the Rossoneri in a Champions League spot. Um, but really, you know, the the for some reason, people keep talking about Gattuso's reign coming to an end at San Siro. And I know that the uh, the rhino is an endangered species right now. Uh, but I, I think uh, people are just a little bit too far ahead of themselves uh, today. In fact, my friend said, "Hey, you know who's uh, who's looking to be the next Milan coach?" And they sent me an article speaking of endangered species of uh, <laughs> of, of Arsene Wenger, and I'm just like, "No thanks." You know, I want like I want Gattuso with the passion. Uh, he's the Italian. Uh, you know, and he was, you know, from from Milan, and he clearly wears his heart in his sleeve. Uh, but beyond all that, I mean, you got Milan in fourth place right now. Let's not forget that. And yeah, they've been a little shaky, but ultimately, uh, you know, they are where they are. And so you got to get props to old Rino Gattuso. And uh, again, just another character in Serie A that I would never give up. Yeah, I mean, they're going to – what coffin do they have to find Aus, uh, Arsene Wenger to come out to coach this team? Uh, you know, I think that the, the story has been written on him. Um, I think that if, if Milan's aspirations are to be a fourth-place finish every single year um, in Serie A, then maybe dig up the old skeleton of Arsene Wenger, you know, uh, let, let him bite somebody's necks to bring some of that lifeblood back to his body. But I'm with you. I think Gattuso – really at a fourth-place spot, has earned the right to go as long as – to see it through to, to take Milan to a Champions uh, League position. Um, you know, you, you, I know we say it almost every week, but the absolute mess that, uh, uh, that you know, he, that he found Milan in uh, after, after the, just the clueless reign of Mon- Montella before him, um, you know, you, you, you got to let him see it through. I mean, he, he took over – you know, he, he took over Milan. It, it was like when Obama became president. Um, just the whole the whole ship was sinking. So I, I would really like to see the Rhino just bulldoze his way into the Champions League unless it's at the uh, the peril of Roma not making it. But other big news in, uh, in, in Milan this week. Go ahead and lay it on us, Marco. Yeah, well, you already know I'm waiting to say this. Latan. Talks underway. I think he scored 22 or so goals in the MLS this year. Didn't make it to the playoffs, which is just about the most disappointing thing outside of DC United uh, getting knocked out in PKs. Uh, but look, you know, this guy still has it. He's a freak of nature. And my question to you, Tad, is would he fit in at Milan? I know uh, this has just been a rumor the last couple uh, weeks, maybe even the last month, but let's uh, let's sit down and think about it for a second. Is Latan Ibrahimovic somebody who would fit in at Roma right, or uh, Milan right now? I think the answer to that question is absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Uh, you know, he's coming in already spitting hot fire. You know, uh, uh, throwing that shit at the Premier League, saying it's a bit overrated. I think if you're looking at Milan, um, you know, I mean, they have Gonzalo Iguain and they have Cutrone emerging. You know, where would he fit uh, up top on this team? And I think that, you know, being able to have the the privilege or the the uh, uh, the embarrassment of riches to pull a Zlatan off the bench, 
you know, to come in in those tight games where you don't, I mean, like how long are you going to, how many, how long are you going to, or how many times are you going to rely on, you know, Alessio Romagnoli, you know, saving you at the end. I think that to be able to have him come in as a super sub, you know, he's, he's, he's cold as ice in front of the net. You know, he's got that, he's got that uh, beady swagger. Um, I think that they they would be they would love having the uh, the luxury of having Zlatan come in late in games and see if if he can poach one or or show a little magic right at the end. And they definitely need to pl- pick it up against Betis uh, this week, uh, you know. And again, then they go into Torino, hopefully with a head full of steam. I would really like to see Juventus drop some points to a team like Milan, who I know is battling Roma for that spot, but. Uh, anyone who's kind of hot right now, maybe Alessio Romagnoli can score a bicycle kick uh, against Juventus and show him that he's better than Rugani ever was. Um, but let's switch over to Udinese right now because Udinese is one of those teams that, you know, we've been doing this pod for two and a half years and we've always kind of, uh, you know, hyped them up a little bit. I know they've never been, you know, phenomenal, but, you know, with Di Natale leaving seasons ago, um, you know, they've always been this team that everybody kind of looks up to because of the the way that they are so smart with their finances and their and their scouting program. Uh, this season, though, I'll tell you what, they're three points out of relegation zone and the Zebrete are starting to look like the weak link in the back of the herd. And there are definitely some mangy hyenas waiting for them to slip. So I really hope Udinese doesn't end up uh, bowing out of the Serie A this season. They need to pick it up, and they have some players that can do it. I mean, DePaul, he's quality. Uh, and, you know, so I just think that, again, they just need to pick it up because uh, we love Udinese. You can't mention Udinese without bringing up the single best player in the Serie A, or at least the guy with the best name, Kevin Lasagna. And if if True. if... If your season's on the line, who are you going to go to in the entire Serie A outside of Kevin Lasagna? They've been a bit of a, a bit of an anomaly this year, and it just goes to show how poor the bottom of the table has been. Udinese only have two victories all season, and if you look at their their run of form, I mean, they just they take that L almost every week. Uh, last week they did manage to pull the draw two two against OTF Genoa. Uh, you know. Who, Barely, whose both eyebrows are gone because they've been whacked so many times. Um, you know, it's 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 a bit of anomaly, and I think their whole problem is is they're just not able to generate any sort of offense. Um, you know, getting waxed by Juve two zero, Napoli three zero. You know, they even took that L to Bologna two one, OTFR two one, um, and this one. You know, they 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 can't keep it together to keep Romagnoli out of the back of the net. I mean, they, they have they have some serious answers. Otherwise, uh, uh, they have some serious answers they need to come up with. Otherwise, they're going to be putting that for sale sign in the coach's yard. That's for sure. All right, so we move on to our second to last game of the week, and it's one that is far away from our heart. We have OTFR, the other team from Rome, at home, and they wax out Spall four to one. I mean, Churi Immobile in this one takes a page out of Pete Davidson's playbook and unleashes his BPE against Spall. Uh, Cataldi and Parolo, I don't know if you saw their goals, but they scored goals that were brought to you by Metamucil in this one, just blasts. Uh, you know, outside of just a, a straight-up waxing uh, that Immobile puts on, you know, he, he rises into striking distance of, of the, the, the top Serie A goaler, uh, sorry, goal scorer, uh, the Capo Cananieri. I have a serious question for you. Who's the more handsome goalkeeper, OTFR Strakosa or Fiorentina's Alban Lafont? 
That is a tough question. I'm going to go with the younger of the two, uh, LaFont. You know, he's strapping. He's ready to go. Uh, and, uh, I mean, honestly, anybody who plays for OTFR, I think that's like a uh, an automatic six-point deduction on looks. So, you know, he's probably like a four right now. No, no, that'd be giving him a ten. Now, he, he's like a – he's at a two. So it's unfortunate for him that he's playing on the wrong team. I do dig, though. He's got that World War II fighter pilot thing going on. He's got the Diego Falcinelli dirty rooster with the slick back and the mustache. Um, so all he needs is those goggles or maybe the uh, uh, the Peter Cech uh, uh, rugby hat on this one to, to make him look <laughs> like more of, a, more of a war hero in this one. But if we're keeping it in the handsome category, man, let's stick to the two guys that played in this game. Mirko Antonucci or Chiri Immobile. We're talking about some babes there, Marco. Oh, man, this has gotten real superficial, but I got to go with Mirko Antonucci all the way. That beard makes me look in the mirror every night and wonder, do they have Rogaine for facial hair? (laughs) The the man looks like he was born to be chopping wood without a shirt on, uh, but in this one, Immobile gets the better of him, splits him in half, OTFR get the 4-1. I'm not going to talk anymore about that team. So we're going to ride on into our last waxing of the week that we've selected, and this is Torino versus Sampdoria. Torino, 4-1. to one. Absolutely. And Torino rock out with their Gallo out. I see you put that there, and I, I just had to say it. Um, but it's been a while since I've had a good crow, uh, and even longer since Torino has had a solid Curva America shout-out. So here it is. Uh, 4-1 to Sampdoria, against Sampdoria. And Il Gallo, the barnyard hunchback, he's back on the score sheet after how many months? I mean, like an insane amount of time. And he almost has a hat-trick this game. Really, really a good game for Il Gallo, um, who, you know, just is kind of slinking around the field. And he, but I'm just joking. I mean, he's like, he gets up for the header. And, you know, he's got the ups. And he's just a freak, man. I just... uh it's, it's sad that he hasn't been doing as well as he should. Um, but Torino, randomly one point behind Sassuolo for the for the uh, the Europa League spot right now. And they're just kind of uh, showing that that infamous Grinta that used to get Chris motivated to podcast, that, that's a real thing. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the one thing that was th- that struck me on this one is uh, the commentator... Comment, Serie A commentator Thomas Lawrence and Vern Troyer uh, voice double um, in this one pointed out that Andrea Belotti was his first headed goal in 18 months. So you think about how long ago this guy, when he was wrecking the discotheque and Urbino Cairo was slapping $100 million tags on him. Apparently they've been able to do about it. And quietly, like you say, Marco, these guys have snuck up into seventh place. Um, they have an eight game on beaten streak. The Grinta. Where, 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 where's Chris when uh, we want when he wants to talk about the Grinta of Torino? Oh wait, know. he's adulting. Where's your Grinta, Chris? There's a uh, Dustin Baldwin though. Uh, Walter Mazzari maybe saving a little face for the Baldwin family this week after uh, Alec was getting arrested for for fighting a guy trying to take his parking spot. That's how you know it's the election time. You know, people just acting acting a fool. Uh, besides their spell. But look, fun fact, or for all you Pimsler fans out there, Fatto Divertente, Jose, uh, I'm sorry, Joseph Martinez, 
this guy from Atala- uh, Atlanta FC, Atalanta FC, that's right, Atlanta FC in the MLS, this guy's got like 45 goals and 51 appearances or something. He played at Torino for a couple seasons and really just didn't really have much of a- an impact. So not a knock on MLS there, but hey, first Joinko, now Martinez, I think I'm starting to see a pattern. Well, and then, you know, it, it's it's the reign of uh, Gonzalo Higuain's brother, Federico Higuain, um, who put the final nails in the coffin on, on uh, D.C. United season this year. Yeah, so sad. Uh, what about Samp, though? I mean, everyone's favorite team because of their Icelandic national team, a looking away kit and greasy, giggity goal scorer up top. Uh, oh, man, this man's going to start rocking a toupee uh, by the end of the season. I see it going. I see it going. And the old fossil gets another one this season. Quietly sitting in f- with four goals to his name, and one of them was a backheel that w- no doubt took some uh, some scar tissue out of his knee. Uh, but, look, this team can ball, and it's uh, unfortunate that they uh, they don't get the, the result they want in this game. But, I think Gianpaolo really has him playing well, and he gets the most out of his players. So, got to love a team like Sampdoria right now, uh, and they got that awesome derby against uh, Genoa. So, uh, you know, just again, we're, this is the common theme of this podcast. We're just hyping the younger, the smaller teams. Yeah, uh, Sampdoria has $40 million lying around, and I'll have to say to him, as I have a razor man, Patrick Sheik, the Cattordici, that, they can, that we can do an even swap back on this one. Well, before we take off, uh, we only talked about uh, six games in the Serie A in this week, but there there were other teams in the Serie A that we need to give shout-outs for. Marco, you got the first one. Yeah, Merton's hat-trick. The little man does it once again, and uh, Insigne gets one too. But I'll tell you what, they beat up on that Empoli squad, making them look like the JV squad. But Caputo gets in there again. He was a top goal scorer in Serie B, so you got to – Tip your hat to him, even though his team is trash. Uh, but again, Mertens, he does it once again. Five goals for Frankie Caputo in this one. Well, sticking with Empoli, they fire Adrian Soli in this one, and they do it on his 65th birthday. He comes into work today. The cupcakes got the candles on him. He's getting that big 6'5 celebrated, celebrated, but what does he see at the bottom of his cake? A pink slip. Word is that Giacchini is looking to replace I guess why not? I guess if you need a Serie A coach, you just go down to Home Depot and you buy yourself a Giacchini, uh, who's always just seemed to be waiting in the, wor- waiting in the lurch for the next uh, for the next Serie A coach to get fired. Atalanta, speaking of coaches, the Italian Elmer Fudd, Gasparini, uh, he leads Atalanta to victory in this one. And wait for it, that's three in a row to Atalanta. That is called a winning streak. Yeah, and Atalanta, you know, we knew they had it in them all along, and it's coming together. So uh, everybody's favorite team, uh, well, I guess the Vice, everybody's favorite team, because Sampdoria is up there too. Uh, but we three love points, Three up points up. away from Europa League for them. Love it, love it. And then it's Serie A and Champions League. Lots of really nice games this week. Uh, Inter-Barcelona at inter napoli PSG at Napoli and Juventus uh, versus Manchester United at Juventus. Finally, uh, Roma travels to CSK Moscow, and that's exciting because I got my first glimpse of those fresh Roma jackets 
Uh, I'll be getting one of those very soon. But yeah, it's an exciting week to be a Serie A fan, and hopefully we uh, do as well as we've been doing so far. Let's just take the inspiration from Luciano Spalletti, and everyone, we urge you to win. You have to play 100%. Going back down to the toilet of the Serie A, still stuck on negative one point. Kiev will bring their winless streak to eight. This one is highlighted by Strahinja Tanasijevic. He got in on this one as a sub, played 15 minutes, gets that double yellow, gets the deuces, goes back in the locker room where apparently uh, uh, they didn't allow him to shower. I have nothing to validate that, but that's what I would do. Make him be the towel boy. Yeah. Well, you get what you deserve sometimes. And finally, to round it up, the Inzaghi Bowl odds. We are taking bets. Uh, just uh, send us your money, and uh, I guess we'll put the bet in for you. Or we'll just yeah. get new yeah, Roma Club how, shirts. That's how it works. Uh, Bologna lose again. Uh, I know uh, Simone Inzaghi over at OTFR doing pretty well for himself. But I'll tell you what, Super Pipo, he needs to uh, he needs to sort it out in Bologna over there because uh, they just lost to Atalanta and they got some games coming up that they could potentially steal some points. Uh, I don't know if you would steal from an old man in Chievo. Uh, but then they have to go to the opposite side of the spectrum and play a young, youthful, diving Fiorentina team. Uh, and then they go to Sampdoria. So it's going to be tough for, for people in Zaghi. I got the Inzaghi Bowl odds right now uh, at about a 15% teetering, teetering on the 10%, uh, heading down. Yeah, Pipo Inzaghi, the, uh, the Serie A's John Gruden of the season so far, underwhelming with a lot of high expectations on this guy. I'm going to stick with the area around 15%. I think, uh, I think that uh, this thing's going to drop under 10% if they do, don't do anything except for beat uh, Kiev of Verona next week um, and whatever the animated corpses um, that see uh, uh, that, that, that basically bid farewell to Rick Grimes on The Walking Dead this week. The Zombies of Kievo. All right, guys, that wraps our Week 11 coverage of the Serie A. Please be sure to follow us on social media. Tell your friends. We're out there making them jokes. Um, we're on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and uh, Twitter and Facebook. And please, guys, if you have the chance, go on Apple Podcasts and give us a good old rate and comment. We're looking for five stars here. If you give us four, we're hitting it to VAR, and we're going to have to change it to five. This week, Marco. It was a pleasure once again, my friend. It's always a pleasure, Tad. Brutti Americani podcast. We're uh, we're on to something. Yeah, form like Voltron. Um, I actually went and saw the Wu-Tang Clan last week. Um, the soberest I've ever been at a concert because of the, the Nine Inch Nails debacle from a few weeks earlier. Um, but tangent-wise, until next week, guys, we say arrivederci. Ciao.